everyone, and welcome to yet another glamorous episode of Black Brew. I'm Erin. And I'm Joshua. And we're your co-hosts. Glad to have you all back. It's been so long. So today we've got some great hot topics for you. For our political topic, we're going to be talking about the recent mass shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York, that sparked a larger conversation about white supremacy and the Great Replacement Theory. And then later for our lifestyle topic, we'll get into what has been going on for over about six weeks now, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, which we're both sure has crossed your Facebook timeline and Twitter feeds or in some kind of capacity on social media if you heard about it. But first, Josh. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into some political tea. Shall we? All right. Well, just to give everyone a background of what happened, um, on May 14th, there was another, another, yet another mass shooting in Buffalo, New York um, at a... Uh, the grocery store is called Tops Friendly Market. It's a supermarket in a predominantly Black neighborhood. Ten people were killed. All of them were Black. Three people were injured. The shooter live-streamed the attack on Twitch. Wow. Uh, this is a 18-year-old man named Peyton Gendron. He's already been taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder. Um. He is reported to have written a manifesto describing himself as a white supremacist and ethno-nationalist motivated to commit political violence. He voiced support for the kind of, what we'll talk about later, the far-right uh, conspiracy theory known as the Great, Great Replacement, uh, you know, which is about white genocide. Um, and to give you some other interesting, I guess not even interesting, but some very important notes, um, he he did purchase the gun legally. He was able to pass the background check, which is interesting. On his rifle, he had the word nigger written on it. Oh um, my God. He referenced reparations. And he had also the names of other fellow white supremacist mass murders, such as Dylan Roof. Um, and he also had the acronym uh, S-Y-G-A-O-W-N, which stands for Stop Your Genocide Against Our White Nations. Um, and a lot of people are talking about uh, also this in the context of uh, eco-fascism, uh, neo-Nazism, and Tucker Carlson's Fox News disinformation. <sighs> it's a lot. So, Josh, oh, Lord. You heard about this when you first heard about it, what what was going through your mind? I literally said it again. <laughs> it went through my mind. I was like, we have enough going on. And here we are, once again, dealing with gun violence and racism for another 167th time. And nothing will be done about it. And it's getting even worse. Because mm -hmm. they're getting younger and younger doing it. And now I'm like, Things are just starting to look a little scary. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we were just talking about a mass shooting, like, not even too long ago. 
So I mean, for real. Just like a, you know, American gun culture, we we cannot for some reason get stop with the guns. I have said it on this show several times. I will continue to say it. I don't think we need to. I, if you were to ask me what we were to do to solve this problem, I'd be like, get rid of all the guns. We don't need no guns. Nobody needs no guns. No more. I don't mm-hmm. care if you want to hunt. I don't care if you want to go to a shooting range. No more guns. No, Because obviously, I know I hate it when my teachers would be like blaming like everyone for the few. But at this point, I don't care. I don't care if you can't go to a shooting range and I don't care if you can't fucking... Um, go hunt deer and turkeys or whatever like at this point it's obvious that we cannot be trusted to be responsible and even if we do have responsible gun 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 owners guess what people are still dying at the hands of guns so i feel like we need to just get rid of all the guns because we if at this point this is not this is not even just like a simple like okay well today we're gonna have silent lunch because three people were talking like, no, there are no consequences. But, like, at this point, people are dying, losing their lives. Yes, we're going to blame everybody and we're going to get rid of everything. That's my that's my hot take on it. <laughs> I will say that it is a privileged standpoint to say all guns removed. And I will say it from this perspective. Um. Okay. If, if you have never lived out in a rural area where access to fresh produce is very difficult. Some families, the only way they can get protein is by hunting. And I will say this as someone who's connected to family members who had to live like that, who comes from a long line of family who's had to live like that, and from a community of people who had to live like that. And it's not just like I couldn't get to the grocery store. It's like that time some families literally can't afford to buy their own meat a very common narrative so that that i will and know it's complicated but i will give rural people that that self-sufficient hunting is integral for some communities to survive um now if we had some radical reform to food access then that resolves it but we still got to look at this as we're in America. We see how people care in general towards healthcare and food access. Um, realistically, taking that completely away would hurt equally as many people because then they don't have access to food. But everything else, yes, I absolutely agree. Okay. Well, I, first of all, um, I try to approach every kind of issue of, I don't even, for lack of better words, any kind of political issue from an abolitionist standpoint. So um, if there is an issue with access, then I also think that that should be met just without even like- Just as equally. I, I would not argue for people's guns to be taken if that is their only means of getting uh, whatever um, needs they have, then I would not be like, no, they should just sit there and like not have access to whatever they need to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, it's not even a 
they need a gun. It's that they need whatever. Access to food. That's that's not even that's not a gun issue to me. That is. But a- I will say, it's all about like how we would approach saying that, because you know the way you say it, in the way you said it, this is just from someone from that background. Um, it would it would trigger people because it would sound like their their side of the need is not being heard or thought of you know what i mean it's kind of like the way we go about talking about it well because like here if if one of my family members would hear that it wouldn't just be oh they're taking away my guns at that point you're saying you're taking away my means of getting what we need and i feel like in the top in the topic of gun of gun like um control and all that whatnot um sometimes that part of the conversation doesn't get addressed which i mean i know because i know you like you're already pro like food access whatnot but just in general in the conversation of it we need to mention the nuance while we're standing ground on what we stand on if that makes sense Sure, I guess. Um, uh, I feel like, I mean, for people who I'm, I'm not going to explain my ev- every nuance of whatever political or opinion that I have to someone about one specific topic, um, because that is exhausting to me, and I shouldn't have to do that. And if someone chooses to judge how I view rural communities because I say that I want all guns to be taken away and they choose to think that that means that I say fuck you to rural people despite the fact that I have family who are living in rural communities um then like maybe they should reassess that they don't know who I am first of all but um I forgot what I was saying before I mentioned this. Um, but yeah. Um, but if, if you're listening and you're from a rural community, I will gladly say that no, that does not mean that I want you to starve to death just because we don't have guns. But I would like you to realize that the issue of your needs for food is not dependent on you having a gun. Um, So I will say that. Um, And I would of course be for radically changing our infrastructure so that everyone has access to food and that we don't need to use guns to have access to food. Because at the end of the day, I don't think, even if you wanna have a gun, like I have, my dad likes to deer hunt, he likes to do that, but it's a hobby. And he also uh, eats deer meat. And I know other people who eat deer meat. And I just, recreationally, I just don't care anymore. I feel like we have lost that privilege to to do that. I, I, I just feel like at this point, I don't trust anybody. I don't care if you've never shot a person. I don't care if you claim to be progressive. I don't care if you've had training. Okay, police officers have had training. Like at this point, I just don't care. I think they should just be gone. 
and it's a very pessimistic view but when most of my life every year multiple times a year i'm hearing about people being killed from gun violence that now i can't go to a gay club i can't go to a grocery store i can go to a music park i can't go out of town like i can't go i can't go you can't be black i can't do anything without having a constant paranoia that i might be in the middle of a mass shooting and now not even just like oh i just happen to be there like i just happen to be at school that day that they that like that started to happen but no, that no they're I gonna target you in a predominantly queer space I could be in a predominantly black space that's supposed to be a safe space and I could still be killed solely because I'm queer, solely because I'm black. And at that point, I'm just like, this, no, this is radical transformation. And I agree. It's too damn much. Okay. So how do you feel about, (laughs) about the great replacement theory? (sighs) So, I mean, this this theory has been around for a very long time. Um, it's, it's interesting. It highlights the underpinnings of conservative views, um, their politics. Honestly, when you take in the idea of replacement theory, it, all the current political choices start to make sense, such as for, for, uh, forced births, anti-abortion acts, things like that. They're desperately afraid that the white working class is shrinking. Um, that's one issue. Um, the other is, is like they're desperately afraid that people that look like them will not be the majority and in control. They're also afraid of becoming a minority, acknowledging that they know actively that minorities are not treated right. And then, um, I mean, it's just all around, it's just pure racism. Like, white people are not threatened. Even if all the white people in America died today, uh, white people are still not threatened. There's an entire fucking continent of them in, like, 20 other colonized nations that they've overtaken. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> white people are not disappearing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just blatant racism. They, it, it's them actively saying, I, we deserve to be in control, we want to be in control, and we will stay in control. And I'm like, why are you afraid of a diverse table, like a truly diverse table, where each group is almost at the same number as each other? Why does that scare you? Why does Brown scare you? It's stupid. Because if we reacted actively like they are, and us actually facing real genocides because of them, We'd be thrown in jail. We we they would make laws instantly to like penalize brown people. Period. They have they have actively made laws to penalize brown people to stop that. So I'm over here like, what really makes you think you're fucking special in the grand scheme of things? Mm-hmm. They should be more worried about the sun taking out their people than they are about us. <laughs> Skin cancer is a bitch in y'all's oh community. Oh my god! <laughs> and I say is that as someone who was birthed out of the canal of a white woman, oh, no. y'all got more worries about the environment right now and global warming than you do anybody coming in, taking your guts, and saying all whiteies to the floor. Like y- y'all need to calm the fuck down. I think it's it's so weird to me, um, and. 
I know there's like so many different words for it. Like I know there's like white extinction, white genocide, white anxiety uh, disorder or whatever the fuck it's called. And I, it's all so weird to me. And um, I can't, I'm not, I don't want to say I can't believe that like we as a country are allowing this to happen because America, but like, it's so weird to me that like we like have this entire vendetta against like critical race theory to the point where right now these are like the like the selling points for like elections like my entire decision on electing you as a representative or an executive depends on whether or not you are anti critical race theory or not like the mm-hmm. fact that that is a selling point. And critical race theory is not even actually hurting people. But the fact that we talk more about critical race theory as it's quote unquote harm to society than like this like people being done down white extinction conspiracy theory that is not even factually sound, that it is pseudo history. That like, and that is actually prompting <laughs> white people to go out and literally murder people of color solely because they have such an anxiety from these conspiracy theories that have been propagated by a lot of these alt-right and like right-wing news stations. I'm calling you out Fox News, OAN, Breitbart, all of these like, like low-key white nationalist garbage that has like fueled this fucking conspiracy theory until a bunch of like white people's heads that they literally think that like white people are literally just disappearing and being replaced by an immigrant. Crazy, crazy. But, but CRT, CRT and the 1619 project. Mm-hmm. I think that this white genocide conspiracy theory should be the selling points of elections at this point, because the fact that you you can't even there at this point you can't even blame it on mental health at this point you can't because he literally openly openly supported this and promoted this had a manifest he ain't even the first one who had a manifesto that this keeps happening over and over again they have manifestos proven that they literally believe in white supremacy and they were like okay frustrating just frustrating. So Josh, what do you it think? It comes back to Oh, go ahead. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. It it just all comes back to it's not about it, it's just never been about worrying about society, the stability of society. It is there are brown people. Brown people are talking. I'm angry. White people aren't talking as much. I'm angry. That's literally it. That's the line of thinking. There is there's no actual logic. They're just they're just racist. So what do you think we should do about this? What is the answer? What's the solution? Unfortunately, not much. <laughs> That's depressing. For real. <laughs> That's depressing. Because we now live in an age where, like, white supremacists have equal ground to speak on this stuff. But the moment we talk about our stuff, we're getting yelled at. Like, well, what, what can you do when society has said they just don't fucking care? They just don't fucking care. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. Um, well, 
18 we revolt. And, you say what? Revolt. I I love a revolution. Um whether it's a race revolution or a class revolution or all together, I'm I'm here for it. Uh please don't arrest me. All right. Please don't arrest me. Let's, let's get into our next topic, which is <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so stupid. The FBI is gonna which, come to our doors tonight. Thanks, which Aaron. is our next topic is John C. Depp the second the Amber Lar Heard. <laughs> is that really his full ass name? Yes. John C. Depp. Okay, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down really quickly so that before we talk. And I'm de- I'm literally just reading a Wikipedia article. So this trial is an ongoing defamation lawsuit. So defamation lawsuit, um, not a, like a domestic violence criminal. It's defamation um, that began on April 11 of this year. Plaintiff Johnny Depp claims for three counts of defamation for fifty million dollars plus damages. From the defendant Amber Heard, who is counterclaiming a hundred million dollars, um, the parties are film actors. Obviously, they were married from 2015 to 2017. Amber Heard previously accused Johnny Depp of uh, IPV, intimate partner violence, and Depp uh, sued his wife in February 2019 over an op-ed that she wrote and that was published in the Washington Post in 2018. He blamed her op-ed for extensive financial losses to his career and claimed it damaged his ability to profit from his vocation. In the op-ed, she uh, described becoming a, quote, public figure representing domestic abuse and, quote, seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. So this is, they were married. There were some allegations that she said that he abused her. He said that she abused him. She wrote an op-ed. He sued her for defamation. Three counts. She countered, sued. And, and right now, they are in week six of the trial. Uh, the first four weeks was a witness testimony for Johnny Depp. And now this, these next weeks are, these the four through six weeks are the witness testimony for Amber Heard. Um, and it is a lot. So it's trending on social media. Everyone is talking about it. People are taking sides as if this is fucking Twilight. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because the amount of like ridiculousness that I've seen on Twi- TikTok and Twitter about this, it like it is like the like. Granted, I don't think it's as groundbreaking as OJ's trial, but like. Pretty up there in terms of like it being a fucking circus. So how do you feel about? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about this, Josh? I think that we're all fucking disgusting people. First of all, <laughs> we're just gonna start out from the gate that one we are treating this like it was the Will Smith gate slap gate. I need them to like calm the fuck down. This is about domestic abuse. And it's very evident that both people are mentally ill and need assistance and to be hell away from each other. Um, I mean, they're both pretty fucking like abusive. Like if everything I've been hearing is true, 
I wouldn't want to be caught in a room with either one of them. And I don't know why the hell anyone wants to be sitting here counting teams. Like, they're fucking movie stars. They're not Jesus Christ. I know Johnny Depp could probably pass as Jesus, but he ain't. Amber Heard definitely is not a Mary. I need y'all like to calm the hell down. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> they're treating domestic abuse as a spectator sport. There's a hashtag going on around. I saw earlier about that. And Amber I'm just like, I'm, I had never once in this whole situation. Been, I've never been entertained by it. I haven't been interested by it. I'm just like, that is their business and they need to get that shit resolved. And we need to move on. And not sit here and get ourselves involved in something that we know nothing about for the sake of counting something to just accidentally end up supporting an abuser. I ain't going to risk it. That ain't me. I feel like part of me is like, this should not have been like a a public public fucking kind of trial like it should not it should have been private it's so funny because i'm funny we're not funny haha but it's so funny that like people are literally like they they want to be in this courtroom so bad to see this trial um that they are literally going like nights before so that because you know they let the you first come first serve who can fit in the court and like the audience section people are literally spending Mm -hmm. night outside the courtroom so that in the morning they could be by to like view this trial and insane, insane. And it makes then, me sick. And I hear people say that that this trial needs to be publicized. And this is not me arguing for or against. This is me just like saying what I've seen. People say that like they won't they, that it should be publicized because they need to see that like men can be abused by women. It's interesting because I have seen like some like. I feel, I don't know, I don't know anything about their lives, I don't know anything about their trial, but from the, from what I have, from the little that I have seen, what it looks like, looks like is that there are two abusers in an, an abusive relationship. They have both abused themselves. That's what it looks like to me. But it's, it is interesting, mm-hmm. I will say, that when I watch some of the news coverage of this, and I see like talk shows talk about it, they do say this trial, like they say like, you know, they, they don't make it seem as if, like, this is, like, Amber abusing Johnny and Johnny abusing Amber, and, like, that's that's the trial. That it is a lot of times reported as a domestic uh, abuse trial in which Johnny Depp denies allegations, even though he reportedly, from what I think, he has not denied allegations for abusing Amber Heard, but she has denied allegations of abuse despite like some like alleged proof and then there's also people hurt i know johnny depp's team is saying that she is like faking some of the domestic violence such as like the him punching her in the face and him almost breaking her nose they showed pictures of her that night being like why is your face looking xyz she's like makeup and then like there's like a, a picture that they that his team is arguing that it's like a stage picture for like picture of like cocaine use because they're like, where's the cocaine? And she's like, where's the cocaine? It, 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 and then there's the whole issue that like she allegedly defecated in his bed. It's just like so weird. Like all of this. It's stuff a lot coming out about this, and I'm just like, this is too much. And like 
they need Jesus or something. Come on, my Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, this is not even an, I do not think it's appropriate to let this be the case that highlights abuse because I'm like, it's, it's ridiculous. So this is not even normal abuse. This is like a whole different tier on its own. So this is not the typical scenario. Do not use these people as the examples. Well, I have a question because, um, you know, uh, family studies, development, all that good shit. So Johnny Depp's team, they hired an expert witness who was a psychologist and she made a testimony saying that she diagnosed Amber Heard with borderline personality disorder and hysteronic personality disorder and PTSD. Hysteronic? Isn't like an ancient diagnosis? Um, isn't that, isn't that the, the diagnosis of having hysteria? I, I, I don't know. I'm going to look that up because if it is, I'm like, what is this fucking Victorian era? You know how they used to say like women um, would just go hysteric? No, this for I'm, some whatever I'm, damn reason. But I'm looking on Google, not Google, on Wikipedia. I'm not seeing this being linked to hysteria. It says HPD is defined by the American Psych Psychiatric Association as a personality disorder characterized by a pattern of excessive attention-seeking behaviors, usually beginning in early childhood, including inappropriate seduction and excess desire for approval. People diagnosed with this disorder are, are said to be lively, dramatic, vivacious, enthusiastic, extroverted, flirtatious. Interesting. Maybe I was off. I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about, though about hysteria but i feel like mm -hmm. i feel like it was probably just called hysteria right maybe maybe it was oh okay it says here currently most uh practicing most doctors practicing medicine do not accept hysteria as a medical diagnosis the blanket diagnosis of hysteria has been fragmented into a myriad medical categories such as epilepsy hysteronic personality disorder conversion disorders, disassociative disorders, or other medical conditions. Mm. Anyway, how do you feel about, I, I don't even know what else to say about, I don't even know what else to say about it. I also think it's kind of gross that we are all just kind of like living in this moment. I mean, I guess, and, and like, for it to be like the like trial to like highlight like domestic abuse, it just doesn't seem appropriate. Appropriate. It, it's, it's not. It just it just flat out is not. Um, people need to go about their business. Uh, it's very evident now. Um, COVID has done a number to all of us psychologically, and we need to reevaluate ourselves. It's starting to feel, it's starting to give me strong phantom vibes. I'm not enjoying it. Um, we're not the fucking capital. Let's not take joy in other people's miseries. Let's not find entertainment amongst someone else's chaos. We are trying to survive a pandemic still. There is social upheaval going on. I'm, I could be shot for being black in a Walmart. I think we got better things to be focusing on. If people care that much about domestic violence, they need to highlight more on real life domestic issues that are going on around us 
actually, you know, give to play, give to, you know, like charities and stuff, working on helping battered women and children and men, like do something productive. Don't give this more than what they want because honestly, it doesn't feel like a real fucking trial. Like just watching the things that are going on, I'm like, this feels like I'm just watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, before we end, how do you feel about the opinion that some people have that like that this is not important and that we have more important things to focus on, such as the war in Ukraine, the reproductive uh, rights violations, and uh, God, everything else in the world? To a degree, I kind of agree. To, yeah, to the degree, I kind of agree. Because, like, this is about abuse between two people who have the complete okay. power Wait, to walk I have away. Something, I have something to add to that question that I also want your opinion on. Do you, okay, in knowing that question I just asked you, do you believe that for, and this, it's, it's, it's looking kind of like also gross, but do you believe that like the fact because we are still in a pandemic, COVID, um, war in Ukraine, abortion rights being taken away, all of this stuff just like hitting us head on. Do you think that people are engaged in this trial because it's kind of a form of escapism for them to like view? And I, I know, I know the way it sounds. I know it sounds gross, but do you do you believe that's what that is? And like, how do you, like how do you feel? Do I you think feel- deep down, yes. Okay. I think maybe they're not aware that's what they're doing, but that's what's happening. Um. They found something that's highlighted, that's bright, and that's not directly involved with them. And they're nose diving into it. When we should be focusing on things that are directly affecting us and impacting the way our world is functioning. Like, what the hell is going on with Ukraine? What the hell is going on with Russia right now? What is happening with this pandemic? Are we still safe? Are we not safe? What is happening with our politics? Like, literally... Literally, the right is dismantling all of our protections as we speak. This is not a time to, to try to escape. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Oh, like escape as at a all? Minority, escape at all or escape just to Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? I mean, kind of at all to the extent where we're completely Wow, Josh, I'm going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can take your weekend, you can focus on other things a little bit, but like, if it's to the point that you're forgetting that we're having like world changing events, then that's a fucking problem. That is a that is a golden example of a Roman's uh, bread and circus right there. It's like people are literally being murdered, and you're over here worrying about the process. Um, whether right. or not like, Amber Heard something- took a shit in Johnny Depp's bed, that's what we're yeah. So. <laughs> Like, okay, they're fucking nuts. Someone help them. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And I was, in, I mean, I was in a big abuse of relationship. I will admit that, that that environment, that experience will push you to do things that you don't expect. But I'm still accountable for the choices that I made. And I feel like, work. I feel like to put a pin on all this, I feel like at the end of the day, this trial will not help people who have been uh, victims of, like, sexual violence and, like, domestic violence, like, at all. 
Like, I really don't think that at the end of the day, this trial will help that whole discourse about that, like, at all. Um, it won't mm-hmm. help the people who are saying it's going to help men who are abused. I don't think it's going to help that. I don't think it's going to help IPV victims. Like, it won't help anyone at the end of the day. This is just going to go down, in my opinion, as, like, another fucking group of celebrities. And I don't want to say that, like, celebrities don't deserve to, like, not be abused. But, like, at the end of the day, this is just going to go down as, like, some celebrities who somebody's going to get millions of dollars you know because johnny depp is suing because he has has as much money as granted if you if you take because this is evident this is not even about actual domestic violence it's a defamation lawsuit like that's what it is that he came in that she is like spreading libel and slander about him allegedly being an an abusive partner and the fact that somebody at the end of the day would come out of this with like millions of dollars that they will probably end up keeping and the rest of us common folk <laughs> will go oh the next month being like wow i can't afford my rent wow i can't afford groceries because grocery prices are going up wow i can't afford to even drive to the store because gas prices are going up wow I'm not gonna i can't walk into the, the store because i'm gonna get shot yes and we're gonna continue to deal with these real problems and whether or not whoever wins this trial i guarantee you even if johnny depp loses this trial like they they both probably have enough money to last in the rest of their mm-hmm. life, and that they'll be fine. They will be fine if they don't if they don't work another day in their life. They will. St- and guess what? Their fans will still be true to them. They can do some kind of independent work. They they can do what everybody else does. Who gets canceled? They can make a podcast. Like they can make a YouTube. They will still get in some kind of money. It might not be as much as before, but I mean they they will be fine. The rest of us we we still are here struggling. So, all right. Well, that's it, Black Brute listeners. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to share it uh, and leave us a rating and a review. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.